In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Pepperoni Nipples of Fantasy Football. My name is Christian Brito. Joining me, not as always, but a pleasant surprise tonight, is Mr. Armando Crespo. What's up, Armando? What's up, guys? Without me, there wouldn't be a pod today, so uh, sing my praises on Twitter. And you can do so at... Thunder Crespo. Thunder Crespo. On all formats. Thank you, Brito. You got it. I got you, man. You can follow me at Fantasy, or best of all, you can follow our podcast at EatSleepFF on Twitter. You can check out our show's website, eatsleepfantasy.com, for all your fantasy goodness. You can also sign up for our draft kit there. It is free, freemium, because you got to give us your email. So eatsleepfantasy.com if you want to do that. So not even going to address the pepperoni nipples thing, are you? Uh, no, I'm kind of ashamed of my nipples. They're rather large. I have like extra large pepperoni nipples. I love how we started today's podcast. <laughs> it is fantastic. This is better than that time that you uh, stuck your finger in your... My butt. Mm-hmm. My booty. All right. Um, so I guess we'll kick it off with uh, news. Uh, Brito, do you want to play like uh, Muy Importante? Since we're both... Bef- yeah. Before we do that, oh. um, people are probably tuning into a show and wondering what the hell is going on. Um, we're getting a lot of a lot of new listeners which I'm unsure uh, why you are here. But if you're wondering what we do and what our podcast is, Eat Sleep Fantasy is basically a fantasy football podcast presented in a more humorous, entertaining way than maybe you're used to. It's uh, the stats plus the fluff. You get a combination of both. And I don't mean the fluff just in jokes. I mean the fluff is in me. Um, And Dale and me. Fat. Okay. You know, I think people, I think our numbers are going up because everyone's trying to escape reality because life, the world sucks right now. Our numbers are like, like too legit to quit. Like I'm flattered at some of the praise and feedback that we get. I truly feel very good about it. I don't know what people see. Um, But they don't see anything because they're listening. Oh God. (laughs) I don't know what people hear, (laughs) but uh, good for you guys. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it and um, love it. If you do like our show, go ahead and li- review us on iTunes. Um, that's actually how you can possibly potentially get into the listener league this year. If you are interested in potentially being there, we have selected a few members already, but if you want your shot at getting into the listener league, go ahead and go and review us on iTunes. Send a screenshot of that. to easily fantasy at gmail.com. And that's about all you have to do for that. But uh, without any further ado, Amando, you alluded to this already. Let's go ahead and get into the news. Uh, so the biggest piece of news for me is John Brown finally returns to practice. Um, I don't feel like he's getting a lot of love in drafts right now. He should move up. Uh, do you think it's important that he's finally back? And are you moving up in your rankings that he's finally back? Muy importante. Yeah, is that am I playing the game? That's right? perfect. Yeah, that's good. All right. Uh yeah, man. Uh, a lot of people thought that John Brown could be a uh, 
a important member of fantasy football teams last year. And now, like, you have to go all the way into the back end of the 10th, beginning of the 11th round, wide receiver 45 to find John Brown, a guy who came onto the scene and had two very good years and one poor year, and suddenly, you know, he's not worth anything. Um, but two years ago, a 1,000-yard receiver with seven touchdowns, uh, the decline of Larry Fitzgerald is eminent. And this guy, if he can stay healthy and be on the field all 16 games and be a little bit more productive than the crappy season he put out yesterday, uh, last year, he's going to have a great season. Yep, definitely agree. There is a little bit of hype going on behind uh, Jaron Brown, not John Brown. So uh, just keep that Careful. keep that in mind. Careful which Jay Brown you draft, because yep. that will piss you off, right? Real quick. Uh, it's the wrong. There's wrong Brown. Well, they're both good, and they're both going pretty late. So whichever one you got, um, go for it. Um, so Paul Richardson will be ready for Week One. What do you think about that, Brito? Um, you know, there's there's two, there's two things that I want to say about this. I think uh, this is muy importante for. For fantasy, I think growing interest for me is coming for the wide receiver two in Seattle. Um, Doug Baldwin has shown to be inconsistent. Um, I think Russell Wilson has grown every single year as a passer. And, and um, in height. <laughs> good Lord. Um, you've, you've been out of the game for a while here, <laughs> man. Um, I know you, I'm not going to give you as much, you know, Flack as I do, Dale. But man, these jokes are getting worse by the minute. I'm sorry. I'll just turn. I'll just turn my button off. No joke, Gabe. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, Tyler Lockett. If you know, a little news that flew under the radar was activated off the pup. He's now on the fully grown dog list. And um, and so Paul Richardson got hurt. You see, curse is just fading down that depth chart. So really, now it's going to come down to. Tyler Lockett, Paul Richardson for the wide receiver two. Lockett, we saw a lot of promise in his rookie year two years ago. Last year, people were hyped about him, but he got hurt. Um, I like Lockett. I like Richardson. It's really about who's going to be fully healthy for the start of the season. That guy will have value. Yeah, there was a lot of hype building behind Paul Richardson before injury, and they were saying he was going to be the number two. So it is important that he's going to be ready for week one. And, you know, if he can nab him, you know, late round, I think he's worth it. All right. Um, I don't know if this matters, but Kenyon Drake suffers suffers another concussion or a concussion, so it's another hit to the Dolphins' backfield. Um, I'm gonna say this one doesn't matter because, in my opinion, there's more than enough time for him to be good and healthy for the ready for the start of the season. So I'm gonna give you a it doesn't matter for this one. Yeah, and Prashard Perryman will miss extended time. Okay, this one doesn't matter because I don't care about Prashard Perryman. Yeah. But to just I, give him, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, I do think we should bump up Mike Wallace, and he should be owned as a wide receiver three slash bench wide receiver. I think even more. Uh, there are now two clear wide receivers in Baltimore. One of them will be a steal, depending they, on. I think they will both be steals. Okay. What I think they'll both outperform draft position. Yes, I agree with that. And one, I, one of them. Although I'm not on the Mike Wallace side, but one of them will be a steal. Um, Mike Gilsey, still Gilsey? out. Gilsey? 
Gillisley is out with a try one more time. G- Gillisley, 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 Gillis. Oh, okay, you said it right the yeah, last time. Gillisley, Gillis. By the way, I should have said Macklin is the guy that I I'm in on in Baltimore. I've never said his name. Yeah, but yeah, Mike Gillisley. Go ahead. He's uh, out with a hamstring issue. Um, importante. Muy importante, man. Those injuries can linger into the season. Somebody in the Patriots' backfield will have value from week to week. I won't say season-long value, but from week to week. And so the guy who might be the starter week one, awesome. Play him in DFS. Get him on your team for a few weeks. Um, it, you know, I think it's important. Uh, I think this is the last piece of news, unless you want to add another one, is Ryan Matthews has been released by the Eagles. It doesn't matter for Ryan Matthews. And I think it only matters a little bit for your confidence in Blunt and maybe um, your your outlook for some of those backups to potentially have some impact. But uh, it was expected that Matthews would get cut, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. If he does sign somewhere, I'll be really interested where he goes because he was productive when he had the chance. Uh, the last piece of news here, Armando, that I, I, I think you skipped over on our, on our show outline is uh, Alfred Morris, Derek McFadden, splitting carries uh, so far. And um, it looks like that might kind of be the case for right now for as long as Zeke is out. Yeah, and this is going to bleed into our second half of the show of late-round steals. Right. So probably should have mentioned earlier that our show today, we're going to be covering late-round steals, our hidden gems of the draft. But before we do any of that, I want to tell our listeners, give them just a moment to talk about Draft Party USA Um, we've been talking about draft party USA for the better part of the last two weeks and draft season is upon us. If you want to have your fantasy football draft and do so in a way that can take some of the headache out of planning your fantasy football draft, have everything planned out for you, have a location that's vetted, have Wi-Fi, food, drinks, an all-inclusive draft party package, head on over to draftpartyusa.com. You can do that there. You can also call them. It's probably another easy way that you can do it. 702-781-1148. Last but not least, they're doing the Mayweather-McGregor fight. If you're going to be in Vegas, um, that's another very cool thing that they're setting up. If you're trying to figure out how am I going to watch that fight, draftpartyusa.com. Check them out there. That was beautiful. I, I, I think it's cool. Yeah. No, I think. All across the country, lots of pretty cool places to do draft parties. I, yeah. Takes out the headache. For sure. All right. So, um, Armando here, the main focus of our episode is hidden gems. And I want to talk about some hidden gems. These are players for us that are going almost undrafted. Some are undrafted. But our definition here of hidden gems is anybody who's currently going in the 13th round or later in 12-team standard leagues. Um, Mostly undrafted players, like I mentioned. These are guys that could potentially have a fantasy impact this season, and their current ADP average draft position is 145 or later. Yep. So you want to start us off? Oh, sure. Uh, so the first guy we're going to talk to – I might skip around, Burrito. Is that okay? Okay. Oh, That's going to well, just fuck me up. All right. Okay. No, no. Let's just start with the first one we have on board, and it's going to be nope. Taylor nope. Gabriel. I want – I want you to just go in random order and just throw me off the entire episode. <laughs> that was a plan. Uh, but we'll start off with wide receivers. And the first guy we're going to talk about is the Atlanta Falcons, number two wide receiver, 
Taylor mm-hmm. Gabriel. Mm-hmm. I can't believe and that. I I want to clarify what Armando just said. We believe Taylor Gabriel is the Atlanta Falcons' number two wide receiver. All indications are in Atlanta that they're fading Muhammad Sanu as much as possible this season. Taylor Gabriel is an electric wide receiver. Um, and he also plays a little bit of running back every once in a while. He's going to get some carries, going to mix that in a little bit. Uh, we saw last year in 13 games, he had a nice little mixture there. Only 35 receptions, but he, those went for 579 yards, six touchdowns, very explosive offense. If he can be the number two, huge potential value there. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, so there's a couple guys going ahead of him. Do you mind if I throw a couple names and okay. you tell me if you feel like he should be above them? Yes, probably, because I'm taking this guy in a lot of drafts at the very end of the draft. I think it's crazy that he's going undrafted. Um, so I'm gonna, this one you're gonna, I don't think you'll agree with, but Mike Wallace or Taylor Gabriel? Oh, man. Um, it's close, right? It is very close. Uh, you're going to hate me for this. Mm-hmm. I like Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, I think there's more offense in Atlanta. So, yeah, I wouldn't be. I'm not against it. I think there's, yeah. I, don't I just think it's going to be Macklin show yeah. in Baltimore. And a lot of people don't agree with me. A lot of people are the, on the Mike Wallace side. Mike Wallace is, is also a guy that's undrafted. Uh, not undrafted. Um, underdrafted is what I meant to say there. Uh, but Taylor Gabriel, I really like him. He's going to surprise some people this year. And he's just so explosive. Like, in in, a, in if you're in best ball, like I love him in that format. Oh yeah, you're gonna get some huge weeks that are gonna come out of nowhere with Taylor Gabriel. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, John Ross, uh, give me That's some crazy. Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. I know you're gonna. A lot of people are gonna listen to this and. And disagree with my no. That's here, a but. no. You take Taylor Gabriel. That's some bullshit. <laughs> um, Sterling Shepard. I would rather have Taylor Gabriel. Yeah, that's just crazy to me. Um, Marvin Jones. Oh boy, um, give me Taylor Gabriel for as long as Ebron is healthy. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, now, if Ebron were to get hurt, that's when Marvin Jones did his damage early last year. So if that if that ever happens, you know Marvin Jones is 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 great, but it seems like he's third in the receiving pecking order on that team behind the tight end and yeah. uh, Golden Taint. <laughs> um, two guys, uh, Jordan. I think this one's a little closer. Jordan Matthews. I uh, I'd rather have Jordan Matthews, even though he's hurt. So give me Jordan Matthews. Yeah, uh, Adam Thielen. Uh, give me Adam Thielen. All right. I know the offense is worse, but I think uh, it also focuses a lot on only three guys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that um, for the most part. So the next guy, we'll just move on to Ted Ginn, who is actually Dale's guy and is going completely undrafted in most formats. Um, how do you think about that bullshit? <laughs> I think it's crazy. Um, I can't believe Dale's not here to talk about his boy. We should just trash on T- Ted Ginn just to piss him off, even though he's on our sheet. For- <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Ted Ginn. Fuck him. He's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Dale's going to pop his head and be like, what'd you say about Ted Ginn? <laughs> I, heard, I heard my boy. Uh, um, no, in all fairness, Ted Ginn going as wide receiver 54, pretty much right in the same range as wide receiver 56, Taylor Gabriel. And he's another guy. Like Brandon Cooks is not there anymore. And New Orleans, um, like I mentioned in a previous pod, they are 
in terms of a receiving core, they're like the communists of the NFL. They spread it out to everybody. Everybody gets an even receiving share. And Tid's gonna get Ted Ginn's gonna get a lot of shots. Did you say a lot of did deep you just shot. call him Titskin? Maybe. <laughs> Titskin. That's a good nickname. I like it. Titskin. Just write that. It down. is the pepperoni nipple as a fantasy football. I think you forgot that. Maybe I still got that on my mind. Yeah. That was a little Freudian, Freudian slip there. So, I, I don't know if we should cut that out, but nope, nope. Okay, Titskin, yeah, that's staying in. Okay, that's not getting cut out. And I mean, two years ago, double-digit touchdowns. He's had you know 750 yards pretty much for the last two seasons. I think he exceeds 750 yards, uh, six, eight, ten touchdowns. All very possible. Big deep threat guy. Um, you know, I foresee yeah. 16, 17 yards a catch. Very realistic to me. I agree with that. With, but he's very boom he's bust. Going, he's like same thing with very, Taylor Gabriel, uh, best ball. But that's okay. Like yeah. that's okay. You play him in DFS, and you you're gonna get some huge weeks, and he's gonna win you some weeks. Yeah. In in DFS or in a best ball format, or if you're a guy that likes to play the the boom bust style, even though you're in season long, he's a guy that you might put in in your flex and yeah, just exactly. hope for a home run. He's perfect for flex. So is Taylor Gabriel. So I'm going to throw in a couple names. I'm going to move up a little more because I feel like we're all a little higher on Ted Ginn. So I'm just going to start with the next guy up. Um, is going to be Kenny Britt. He's wide receiver 47, 126 overall. Who would you rather have? Man. Um, I don't think it's close for me, but go ahead. Uh, give me Ginn. Yeah, I agree with that, 100%. Man, and there's a lot of people way in on Kenny Britt, but I'm not. I I don't think it's his uh I don't think it's his show in Cleveland actually, but I digress. Yeah. Um I'm going to skip over Tyrell Williams cuz his ADP is 124 and I think we're both on board that Ty- Tyrell is somewhere in like wide receiver 2-3 range. So he's definitely going to go up in value. Um how about John Brown, as we talked about earlier. Ted Ginn or John Brown? That's close. This is getting very close. You're you're doing me some uh making you think, man. Difficult. You are making me think. John Brown is currently going one twenty. Yep. Forty fifth overall among my receivers. Uh, with the uncertainty of his health. Man, I his health with the uncertainty of Carson Palmer, that offense in general. Give me Ted Ginn, man. Yep. He's moving up. All right. Uh, Very this is... late round gem for me, Ted Ginn. And I know it's it's Dale's guy, but I believe in yeah. that offense a whole lot. Oh, yeah. Um, I think this is kind of weird, but Rashard Matthews, I, I think it's I think I'd rather have Rashard Matthews personally. Uh, that's close. If you want consistency week in, week out. Um, Richard Matthews, if you, if that's a guy that you just kind of want to plug in and feel safe, if you want to hit, uh, for, you know, for the fences and hope for a home run, Ted Ginn, but they're about even to me. Yeah. All right. This is the last one super I'll throw at you is, uh, Corey Davis. I think I'd rather have Ted Ginn hands down. No oh, questions. I thought, I thought you were going to say Corey Coleman, but no. Corey Davis, I'd rather have Ted Ginn. Corey Coleman. I'd rather have Coleman Definitely because, uh, Corey Coleman, like I alluded to with the Brit talk, Coleman to me, clear, clear number one in Cleveland. I know that last year, last year I actually took some flack um, 
for saying that there was going to be a wide receiver in Cleveland that had value, and uh, there there was. And um, I think that's going to happen again, and this year it will be Corey Coleman. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's, he has a talent to do it. Um, all right, let's move on to the next wide receiver pair. Is Paul Richardson or Tyler Lockett? We talked about them earlier. Um, do you want to elaborate oh, a little more on these guys? Right, so I put both of these guys on here because it's yet to be defined. I think it will be by the start of the season we'll have a clear who's going to be the two. It's mostly based right now on the health of both guys because we saw a, a <clears throat> Lockett have a a season-ending gruesome ugly injury last year we see paul richardson kind of emerging as the two overtaking curse this offseason but richardson's now hurt lockett's actually off the pup practicing looking good whoever comes out to start the season as the two gonna have some value yeah i agree i'll probably uh, i think i'm putting my money in paul richardson just because the hype early in the preseason but um i wouldn't be surprised if it was tyler lockett overall in the end okay um, next guy we're going to talk about is the mess of Chicago Bears, and the guy I think has the most potential is Kevin White. Tell me about him. White. Uh, well, listen, man. Kevin White, highly touted wide receiver a couple of years ago. Now we've had some disappointments, right? Some consistent disappointments. <laughs> and you got no games out of him in his rookie season. You got four games out of him last year with – 19 receptions in those in those four games but here's here's the number for me armando he played four games last year before he got hurt mm-hmm. his targets in those four games he had 36 targets i know that's crazy and we're forgetting about him completely completely forgetting about him because no one in our imagination is going to have value in the in the bears wide receivers but i think if I had to place my money on a Bears wide receiver, it's either Cameron Meredith, who's going significantly ahead, or Kevin White, which I, is the guy who is the opposite wide receiver to Meredith. And the more I look at it, right, you've got a bunch of just other guys on that team. You've got Wheaton, you've got Kendall Wright, you've got Victor Cruz, you got Ruben Randall, who's now out for the season. Uh, you got Mike Zach Miller, who everybody's forgotten about. But... If Kevin White were to stay healthy, which is a huge if because he got four games in two seasons, he he could be a very nice hidden diamond in the rough kind of job. Oh, yeah. I think I would switch spots with them in a, in, a, in a heartbeat. Cameron Meredith is going 104 overall, wide receiver 40, and it should be completely swapped. Kevin White has the talent and the right. ability to be better than Cameron Meredith. I think that's insane to have him that right. like that. And he's, the, he's very low. Now – there is something to say about his durability, which he's obviously not had. He's a guy that he's exactly that. He's a shot in the dark, a a hope that he can stay healthy and stay on the field and play all 16 games. But that's what you're looking if, for this late. If he does, like, what is he going to get? 110 targets? Like, he's going to be up there on the target list if he stays healthy. And if Glennon ends up being the guy, we'll, we'll see who ends up. And that team is a shit show. We get it. Like, it's not going to be a good offense. I don't know, but... man. Javinsky looked pretty good. I think it's better than people think. That's my opinion. That's all. Right. Okay. I, I, I feel like they're going to start the season with Glennon regardless. Yeah. And I think Glennon will look for White. Um, but we'll, we'll see how that shapes up 
Cameron Meredith is currently going ahead of White. And if all things were equal and they stayed healthy for 16 games, I'd rather have White. So this is we're digging a little deeper for this next guy, and I love him. Dig it, Armando. I'm digging into Marquise Lee. I know he's coming off an injury right now, but it's a high ankle sprain. But if he's in the season and he's healthy, him going as wide receiver 71, 228 overall, I think is a little crazy considering he was starting to turn on late last season. What are your thoughts? Uh... I, I I think it's all right. Like this is just kind of one of those shot in the darks, just because of how late he's going. Um, but uh, you know he has a he's a little bit dinged up, and um, but I don't think that's going to be the issue. Uh, I, I do like Robinson this year, and and, yeah. and I think the more I, I'm trying to think about Marquise Lee, and and I know you've been talking about him before. He's a question mark to me, but there's potential there. Blake Bortles is an erratic quarterback. Yeah. However, for how crappy he is for NFL fantasy, I mean for NFL football, fantasy football-wise, he's going to have some huge games. Blake Bortles is, is going to be frustrating if you're a Jags fan, but if you if you are hoping that maybe there can be some value at the wide receiver position, I think Allen Robinson and potentially Marquise Lee – could surprise a lot of people this year. I know you're not on the Robinson train. You don't like him. Um, but I am I am a believer in Robinson having a nice bounce-back season. And I think Marquise Lee could also be a benefit to a better Jaguars offense in 2016. Right. So the argument right now is, and this is what I've read all over the board, is that the Jags are moving more to a conservative, conservative offense, and they feel like Allen Robinson is going to take a big hit on that. And since Marquise Lee mm-hmm. is the slot receiver – it's going to be more conservative. They're more dink and dunk, and that, that's going to help Marquise Lee more than Allen Robinson. I'm not saying one's better than the other. I just feel like the offense can cater more towards Marquise Lee, right. if that makes sense. Um, that's fair. I actually I think it's just going to – the offense in general will go um, – a couple of seasons ago, they were a top-half uh, offense – Last year, they were towards the bottom of the league in offense, bottom half offense. And this year, I I think they're very much going to be right in the middle. And if you're right in the middle, you're significantly better than you were last year. And I, I don't think it's a bad offense. I think it's going to be right in the middle. We're going to see some some nice value with guys like Fournette and Robinson. And I think there's the potential that maybe Marquise Lee also gets some benefit there, like you mentioned. Yeah. All right, I think we're doing wide receivers unless there's someone else you want to throw in here. Nope, nobody else for wide receivers. Let's transition to quarterbacks. Uh, one quarterback here. In, uh, well, let's we get talk about him. Uh, so the next quarterback we're going to talk about is quarterback 36 off the board, and he's going right ahead of Brian Hoyer. And his name is, let's do the Gator Chomp, Tim Tebow. Guys. What the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> why, are you, why are people messing around with our ADP and, and drafting Tim Tebow? I'm, I'm all stop. for it, guys. I was going to do it in one of my leagues. I got called out for it. You know, whatever. <laughs> Get some help if you're drafting Tim Tebow. Please don't be don't be please. don't be that guy. Don't be me. Get some help. Seek some counseling. It's over. If you're doing it as a joke, also get some counseling. Don't be that guy. You're messing up our ADPs. <laughs> um, I just want to throw this out. I think Blake Bortles is also going undrafted, and it's going to kind of cater to what we've been talking about taking quarterbacks late. Blake Bortles is one year removed from being a top 12 quarterback. 
um, yeah. and you can get him undrafted. Um, just consider that in your drafts this year. Yep. Blake Bortles right. for fantasy is not a bad option. Also, just to throw in a name there, we got we got some names that we, we can't spend too much time on some of these guys, but just to throw out a couple more names in that position, I like Andy Dalton. That's a bonus for me. Yeah. He's a guy that has top 10 potential every year. He just needs to stay healthy. He needs to stay on the field. But Andy Dalton, like him a lot. I just want to say this real quick. They are building a massive offense over there. They wasted two first-round picks on wide receivers, and they have A.J. Green, and they have Tyler Eifert. They, that offense is going to be beast very, very Mixon soon. And, you know, some other very nice pieces. And, you know, the decent offensive line. All right, so now we're going to move on to running backs. And we, I kind of cut you off a little earlier, Brito, but we're going to talk about McFadden and Alfred Morris. McFadden is just making the cut at 145-ish, and Alfred Morris is going way later. Like we mentioned before, there's a chance they're leaning more towards a committee approach. You want to elaborate a little more? So we're looking at a six-game suspension for Ezekiel Elliott. We don't know where that's going to stand in terms of uh, his appeal, which he did finally put in an appeal for his suspension. Um, There's a chance some of it gets reduced. I am not a big believer that it's going to be reduced significantly. I think he's still going to serve four games at least. So we're looking at a starting running back for the Dallas Cowboys having huge value for a quarter, if not a third, of your fantasy football season. If not That's significant to me, right? Uh, Yeah, well, yeah. You know, you're not counting playoffs at all there, man. Anyways. Well, what, 16 weeks? Okay, that's that's almost half. You get him back week eight. Right. All right, so Darren McFadden, his ADP will climb. Yes. But if you're drafting now, he's still going in the 13th round, and that's beautiful. Alfred Morris, who is splitting reps with him, getting almost half the work because he's still decent. He still has some value is going undrafted. Why is he going undrafted? It doesn't make sense. Nope. You're going to potentially get some work, some goal line work, some uh, some some value there going undrafted. And, and McFadden's not the picture of health. And Zeke, one more mess up, and he could be out of the league for a year. So, yeah, come on, guys. Like, this shouldn't be this late. Pay attention. Grab, you know, one if not both of these guys at the very end of your draft, and you might have a a lock for a top 12 running back for four, five, six weeks. Yeah. I mean, Alf, what happened to McFadden? He, he dropped a cell phone and broke his collarbone last season. Um, let's, let's just, let's just move on. <laughs> I forgot about this story. <laughs> oh man, that is true. He did drop his cell phone and then break a bone trying to get it. Yep. That is very funny. All right. Um, next guy we're going to talk about is, Dante Foreman, the backup, as people are predicting. Did I say it wrong? Deontay? Deontay? Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman. Um, That's fine. We we know you're not good with the names. I I still can't say Samaj P. Ryan's name correctly. Um, And I've said it like 18 times on this podcast. So, listen. Foreman, I, I talked about this with Dale yesterday on our podcast. If there was any guy in our top 12 that could lose his starting job just because of inefficiency issues. And I don't believe he will, but that he could, for me, it would be Miller. I know you and I disagree on this. I like Miller. I think Miller's going to have a great season. But if Miller were to suck it up, they drafted Foreman for a reason. 
I know Foreman's had his off-the-field issues, but he's going as completely undrafted. Running back 68, 223 off the board. So we're talking about a guy that you can get uh, in in a deeper league in the 19th round. Yeah. Okay? Um, I like him. Like, in, in, in leagues like the Scott Fishbowl or in leagues that go 25 rounds, why the hell not would you take a chance on a guy like Foreman who could, if anything were to happen to Miller, injury, he just sucks, they just want to make a change. Foreman could be a top 12 running back in an, in an offense that loves to run the ball and will give a ton of carries to their starter. Um, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, but I do. I'm, I'm on the boat of Alfred <laughs> Blue. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so you're on the Blue train. Yeah, I just, mainly because of his last name. Oh boy! <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, Give me Foreman. I, I'd much rather have Foreman than than Blue. I think it's he's going to be the clear cut two once the season opens. I think I think he might be. I, I don't know. Either way, I think they're both worth drafting super late and definitely in a keeper league or dynasty league. Foreman should be on all, if not, yeah, all rosters. Yeah, stay off the drugs, Deontay. Yeah, please and no guns. No guns. Um. So the next guys we're going to talk about, and this is my guy. Like this is no DUIs. Marlon Mack and slash Turbin. Um, we're talking about these guys because of uh, Old Man Gore. So you want to... Mac, 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 Justin Black. Okay, Marlon Mack. Yes, and Turbin. Here's, here's what you need to know. Frank Gore is old. Really old. Like, older than really my father. Old. And it's now, I've now been waiting two seasons. All right? This is the third season I've been waiting on something to happen to Frank Gore. And listen here, man. Okay? You can't keep staying healthy. You're 34 years old, man. You're 34 years old. You're still playing the running back position. All right? You're getting 200 and something carries every year. How are you still alive? Top 12 last season. How are you doing this, Frank Gore? Please, just let Marlon Mack take the job already. Like, just stop it. Why are you still playing? How are you still playing? I don't understand. It's got to be the roids. I had to take the L last year. What? It probably is some roids, man. What do, you, what do you mean you took the L last year? Like, I took a loss because he actually hit 1,000 yards. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to averaged he's... under four yards a carry for two straight seasons. He had four rushing touchdowns, even though he had 263 attempts. In the red zone. <laughs> he was not good. No, he was But all... he played every game. I, I think he only had two top 12 weeks last year. He's consistent. He's consistent. And he played bad. 16 weeks. He's just consistently mediocre every week. Please do something with your life outside of football, Frank Gore. You've been amazing. You've had an amazing career. Hall of Fame. Almost 3,000 carries. Like, that's an insane number. Please just retire. And everyone else, please draft Robert Turbin or Marlon Mack. There's Give hype. me Marlon Mack. There's hype right now behind Marvin Turbin, so that's why I threw him in there. There's a lot of hype behind him. So I think he's more elusive as well. Um, so I think they might do a I'm committee. Gonna... Yeah. Do you think Frank Gore gets to four yards carry this year? No. God, no. I, I won't be su- I'll be surprised if he gets past 3.5. Yeah, man. 3.7 two years ago, 3.9 last year. He's just he's there because he's there. And because he stays healthy and he gives them 16 games. If um, if the Colts want to win games, they need to move on. They need to cut him. No offense, smart, Frank Gore, he's great. But there, there's younger guys out there. Pick up Ryan Matthews. Like, No, I'd rather have Frank Gore. God, no. Ryan Matthews is bad. 
No, he's not. Give him some credit. He's good. All right. Let's just move on. Uh, All right. I want to just I just want to bring this guy up really quickly. Jeremy Nichols, he's a rookie out in Tampa Bay. Um the only reason why I bring him up is because Doug Martin is suspended for 3 weeks. Um he's just worth owning. He's a rookie. And right. Doug Martin's been super inconsistent his entire career. Right. And he's just a guy you can get for free. Like if you're in a very deep league, keep your eye out on Jeremy Nichols. Um I do want to move on to the San Francisco running backs here before we uh before we run out of time here, San Francisco, we spent way too much time on fucking Frank Indianapolis Gore. and Frank Gore. I'm sorry, Frank Gore. I don't hate you. I have nothing against I'm you. Drafting you. To, I'm drafting you. I'm drafting you. I watched you in your college days. Like, I can't believe that at one point in your career, you were third on the depth chart for the, for the Miami Hurricanes. Um, I just want to say that. Anyways, listen, Tim Hightower. Andrew Williams. The, the guy who, every time he goes to a team – that team suddenly falls out of love with their running back. So Tim Hightower, Joe Williams, these are the two backups in San Francisco. I am on the Tim Hightower train, not in terms of he's going to be the starter. I think Carlos Hyde is going to be clearly running away with this job. However, Carlos uh, Hyde, sorry, Carlos Hyde has never been the picture of health. He will probably miss three or four games like he does every year. And in those games, Tim Hightower will serve valiantly and will be very productive for your fantasy team. And this late, you can get a guy who's going to fill in for three, four weeks. If not more. Potentially more. Right, exactly. I like Carlos Hyde. I have Carlos Hyde as a top 15 running back. And I think Carlos Hyde, so long as he's playing, is top 12 in terms of points per game. Right. However, I think Tim Hightower can fill in just as well and uh, is probably going to be the starter for some games. Not Joe Williams. I know you got Joe Williams on this list, but uh, I'd rather have Hightower. Yeah, own one of them at the end of a draft. If you're looking for a flyer, take one of the two guys. They're going to be starting at least one week this season, if not more. Um, so let's just skip through the next guy, Jonathan Williams. Um, same goes with uh, LaShawn McCoy. He's always injured. He's always misses one or two weeks. And Jonathan Williams is going to be his backup without Gillespie being there. Oh, my God. I really – one, you're pounding the table. I'm sorry. You can hear um, that? Like li- you're literally f- pounding the table for Jonathan Williams. Are you sure it's the table? That's... Okay. <laughs> that's, that was a good joke. Um, and so I am not sure if Dale is uh, is ready with the production of the good joke drop, but that was a good joke. Thanks. I, I don't get All those right. often. I like that one. Anyways. I do want to talk about, because I know you're talking about Jonathan Williams, but he's not my guy. I want to talk about my guy in the late rounds at the running back position. So, you know, I talked up Taylor Gabriel. We talked up Ted Ginn, you know, Paul Richardson, wide receiver position, whatever. Plenty of wide receivers I like late. But the wide, the running back that I like late, that people are suddenly forgetting about, he was a sleeper for a lot of guys last year, is DeAndre Washington. I'm okay? on board. Yep. We're talking about one of the top five offenses in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, in my opinion, one of the best, if not the best, offensive line up there with Tennessee in the NFL. No longer have a crappy running back in front of you. You have a good running back in front of you. However, that running back in front of DeAndre Washington is old, did not play for an entire season, and has had an injury history. Okay? 
Washington was highly touted last year. A lot of people were on board with him. He wasn't great. However, if he can get the job at some point this season, I think he could run away with it in a great, great offense. He's a guy that I like taking late. Stash him. If anything were to happen with Marshawn Lynch, you've got a top 12 running back on your team. Uh, 100% on board with that one. Great, great, great person to bring up, Rito. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. No problem. Um, are we going to talk about tight ends? Uh, just some bonus tight ends because we are running out of time here. Most tight ends you can get pretty late um, in terms of guys that I like. I, You know, guys that I really like won't make this cut. However, you know, Ebron or Ertz or whatever, they'll be drafted a little bit higher. But if you're completely going to punt at the tight end position and you just want to wait the whole draft, three guys, all three of these guys are going undrafted. Not just beyond the 13th round, completely undrafted. Cameron Brait for me. Dwayne Allen for Armando, and then if you're in a ridiculously deep league or if you just want a guy that's going to be productive this season and is going as a 22nd tight end off the board, C.J. Fedorowicz, I'm telling you guys, will finish as a top 15 tight end, and he's just free anywhere, any league. You're going 25 rounds, C.J. Fedorowicz is going to be there. That's crazy. He should definitely be ranked and drafted way earlier than that. Right, but there's a lot of guys. Uh, Armando, before we close the episode, I, I know Dale mentioned this le- yesterday, but um, in our fantasy leagues, there's there's something that we want to talk about, punishments, right? Uh, a lot of leagues have prizes, but uh, what, what a lot of leagues are missing, and we do this on our show with eat bets. Um, I'm trying to implement slap bets because I think that would be very fun to just smack Dale across the face. Or the belly. Or the belly. Or the ass, right? Yeah, all right. Um, but tattoos, and so I'm kind of a you know, uh, can I say pussy? No, you, no, don't say that. Okay. Anyways, I probably wouldn't get a permanent tattoo if I lost a league or if I lost a bet. But fantasy loser tattoos kind of has a middle ground there with some very cool options for you to basically say, you know, Dale sucks at fantasy. We're going to make him get a temporary tattoo that's FDA cleared fantasy loser tattoo for him. Um, And they're doing like a promotion for us on Amazon. If you want to uh, go ahead and get some of those loser tattoos, I'm going to make sure that at some point this year, one of the eat bet that Dale is going to have to pay out is going to be a temporary tattoo of him just being a loser and displaying that uh, proudly on his body. Um, and if you want to head on over to Amazon and type in Fantasy Loser Tattoos, we have a promo code ESFPOD10, and um, that'll give you a discount on those. Great. Armando. Yeah. I love you, man. I love you, too. I think that's the end of our podcast. That was actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie. That's way better than the one when I do with Dale one-on-one. I, um, I will say this. I love you both. Eh. I'm eh. not. I'm not gonna. I'm. It hurts me when you guys talk crap about me. But screw you, Dale. Screw you, man. Me and Armando for life. We're removed. Oh, I smacked the pod. Yep. I, I smacked the <laughs> microphone. I'm sorry. I got. I was actually. Uh, you guys, this is not a visual medium. Um, I was flailing my hands because I'm Hispanic and I can't help it, and I just smacked the crap out of my microphone. Actually, hurt my knuckles a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for for Christian Brito <laughs> and for Armando Crespo, 
Uh, you can follow us at Eat Sleep FF on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, everyone, you guys have a good night. All right, man. I'm going to go put something on my knuckles. Eat Sleep